What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 116 of the Rocket Punchcast. I'm one of your hosts here, Cameron, and joined with me tonight is the Thrilla in Manila, Mr. Will. What's going on, sir? That is the weirdest intro. You've never heard of the the Thriller, the, the fight? No. Um. Oh Lord, what is? Who? who hold on. Okay, I have to educate Will, everybody. So just calm down here. I'm over here like the. Wow, you don't know about the Thriller in Manila? It was um. Uh, Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali. I knew it was Ali. Oh, all right. You've never heard that term before. No. Man. I, uh, I mean, to be fair, I don't watch boxing. Fair enough. That, 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 I don't even watch boxing you that know, much, you, and I knew. Well, you know why I don't, intro. though? Oh, geez. What was that? Oh, no. Oh, hey, we rated. rated. We're in rated with a party of 29. Hey, everybody. And you're welcome. You're rating us at the perfect time. We just started um, our show. So thank you guys so much for rating us. And of course, a good what up to Mr. Steven, Pinball Undesirables. We got to play some pinball soon, sir. We're going to put it in the books. Talk to us after the show. Yeah, actually, we do need to do that. It's been too long. It's, yeah. Maybe he can educate you on what the Thrilla in Manila is, because apparently you did not know what that was. Look, all I know that is concerns. that he is significantly better at pinball than both of us. <laughs> uh, I've beaten him a couple times. I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I've, I've taken him down once or twice in the game pinball. Like, it's true. True, true story. Did, did he let you play for, like, two and combine the score? Or... <laughs> No comment. If you did not know everyone who's joining us here, this is the Rocket Punch Cast, where groups of friends from all over come to this table to talk about video games into microphones, guys. You can listen to us every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Google Play, and we are on Spotify and any other RSS feed you can find. So definitely give us a listen, subscribe to the show, so you know when we release one every Tuesday. Um, you can also listen live as we record the show each and every Sunday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive. Um, make sure if you want, if you're following us audio or video, if you're following us audio, make sure you rate and review us on that podcast service of choice. Um, that helps our discoverability and we reach new ears that way. So we definitely appreciate that. And if you're um, watching us live here on Twitch, you want to help support the show, make sure you click that heart at the top of your screen. Follow us here on twitch.tv slash rocket punch live. So, you know, when we go live each and every weekday, um, if you want to look about more on our content and kind of what we do here at rocket punch, make sure you go to RocketPunchGo.com. It's going to be your one-stop shop for everything we do here at rocket punch. All the podcasts, the videos, the streams, and more are going to be right there at your home for rocket punch content. Um, if you want to help support the show even further, and get some cool stuff in the process, make sure you head over to our Patreon page over at the top here at patreon.com slash rocket punch for as little as a dollar a month. You too can help support the show, keep the mics rolling, keep the lights on here at the studio. Um, speaking of uh, Patreon members here, definitely want to give a special shout out to our um, people supporting us at our top tier over on Patreon. Uh, Mr. Chuck O'Brien, Jossie Moore, and Sam Sugg are both all supporting us at our highest tier. Uh, we thank you guys so much for your continued support there, as well as everybody else who is supporting us over there on Patreon. We could not do what we do without you. Um, if you want to join the community, um, we, we've, we've got some stuff cooking for our community here. Um, some, it's very early on stage, but if you want to join the community now, get in while the groundwork is being laid. Make sure you head over to our Discord channel here. Uh, Will's going to be, Big Willie Style's going to be popping that into uh, Twitch chat for everybody viewing us as we record this and it will be in audio 
um, in the show notes for everybody listening via audio services. First off, I got to go ahead and interrupt you because uh, nobody's big Willie style like Will Smith. So <laughs> you can stop that right there. He but owns that. But wasn't that you on the cover? No. In the in. No, I could have. I could have that, that, that was, was all Will Smith. I could have swore that was you in the video. No. My bad. My B. No, my B. That wasn't me. It was not even close. <laughs> I was a kid then. <laughs> he secretly people don't understand, but Will Smith is like 60, 70 years old. Not really, but he's not. He's not that old. No, he's almost fifty. Gotten, man, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. God help me. Um, guys, upcoming events here. Um, remember, twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live is the place you want to be if you want to see Rocket Punch content streams throughout the week. Um, we've got our schedule lined up for you guys um, this upcoming Tuesday. Um, so as this episode goes live on podcast services, uh, Top Shelf Tuesday, we're going to be playing some Valkyria Chronicles. Um, the fourth installment of the game is coming out next week. So I figured I haven't really played the first one a lot. The fourth one looks cool. Let me, let's jump into the first game there. So we're going to be playing some cool Japanese RPG tactical turn-based action. So don't miss that on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday for Indie Avenue, we're going to go to a personal favorite of mine, uh, Hyperlight Drifter. A uh, really cool game from um, Heart Machine Studios. Very Zelda, like old school Zelda-esque mechanics in a cool little 16-bit art style. A very mature-like theme. So you definitely don't want to miss that this upcoming Wednesday. Uh, this Thursday... Tank and Spank Thursdays. Um, Will over here, you're going to be playing what now? I, I believe it's a little game called Overwatch. Overwatch? Okay. Yeah, they, okay. Dro they dropped that Busan map. So, you know, we got to go explore that and see how bad I am. <laughs> well, give you some exposure to the map so you know, you know your right points when you go to competitive, right? <laughs> I'm, just well, uh, I'm not competitive in that game. <laughs> not even close. Unless you're Brigitte. Then he's, he's all right. My, my Brigitte boobs are... Decent. Very decent. We'll, we'll uh, see what happens. But uh, tune in uh, this upcoming Thursday for that. Um, if you are um, able to play Overwatch on PC, make sure you hit us up uh, anytime this week. And we may even be able to get you to play with us on the stream as we play. So. Well, I mean, if you're there, that's four, uh, four slots open. So all I'm saying yep. is if he's not there, then I got five slots open. So hit the, me up. I don't care what you play. I will flex around as needed. The doors will be wide open for you guys to come in and join us. Um, and then this upcoming Friday, we're going to do a bonus round stream here. Will, you're going to be leading that charge again, sir. Yeah. Um, what will you be playing for our bonus round stream? We got that Forza Horizon 3. Mm. It, it need, Forza needs some love. The, and the um, Horizon 4 is coming up. Yeah, so. that's coming up. And honestly, people just need to see more of the Warthog from Halo driving through Australia. Oh, you do have the Warthog deal. Yeah. yeah, okay. I want to watch that. I just want to see the Warthog. I haven't seen it in the third one. Wait, really? Not in the third one. I'm curious if it'll carry over. I do believe the Warthog is in Horizon 4 as well. Nice. Nice. That's just... <laughs> Everything I've seen. I feel like that's just going to be a constant carryover for like the end of time. Look, the only way you make games. it better is if you're racing against like the, uh, the little hover uh, aircraft in that game. Mm-hmm. And Halo, if you can race against those in Forza, that'd be great. I <laughs> see. This is why I love Pinball and Desirables. He 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 gets the big Willie style. Yeah. He gets the man. I'm old joke, and I love it so much. Oh, Tai Chi, thank you so much for the bits there and the rip hand growing off the ground emote there. We really appreciate that. So that's it, guys. Cool. Um, those are our upcoming events for um, our streams this upcoming week. Uh, remember, you can check our events page. We'll update that after the show here tonight. 
um, for everybody who's watching via stream, so you guys will know when we are going live this week. Just like that right there. Oh my goodness! I'm see. I have to pay attention to see who does that every time. <laughs> see, I'm not even paying attention. Thank you guys so much for the follow there. We really appreciate that. Yes, um, I appreciate you. So yeah, again, make sure you follow the script. Follow us here at Twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live, so that way you're going to know when we're going to go live each and every week, and we'll get that yes. events page up updated for you. All right. Hmm. Let's relax, get my water here, my nice little jug here. We're going to jump into some table talk, good sir. Uh -oh. um, uh, guys, if you don't know our table talk, this is where we kind of generally talk about the news of the week, as well as some of our gaming highlights, kind of just not everything we've played, but some cool things in, that have happened in our gaming time that we've played this week. So, Will, we'll start with gaming highlights first, man. What's been going on with you? Well, um... I found out that Dead Souls or Dead Cells, excuse me. You were gonna say Dead Souls. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Continue, continue. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> that game is hard AF, and let me go ahead and tell you right now, it's better than me. Getting past the second area, I did not expect the level of difficulty I got. I was like, oh, cool, it's an indie game. Let's play it. It's an indie game that is like, all right, cool. Let's take Dark Souls. Now let's make it a side-scrolling game. Okay, that's already like ooh. And then let's turn that shit to 11. <laughs> um, no, it, it's cool. It's it, 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 Pinball, calm down. We're going to get to that. We both have been playing that game. We're going to get to you that. worry. Hold on. You're jumping ahead of, the, jumping <laughs> ahead of us here. But no, uh, Dead Cells, um, you was have it to fun? Yes, you need to play that with a controller. Real Okay, so it's yeah, not a... Like, keyboard and mouse with that for me was uh, absolute nonsensical, and it was a farce. You need to play that with a controller or you will get myrtillated even faster. Okay. So. That's good to know. Some tips out there for anybody jumping into Dead Cells for the first time. Yeah. Uh, BYOC. Be <laughs> Bring your own controller. Be better than Will. Um, <laughs> you can go and see. That's the first time I terminated a stream after an hour and a half. Because <laughs> it was just like, I, I'm tired of getting my ass kicked. Like, I'm done. I'm done. Hey, look, I... The um, darkest dungeon stream that I did. I know how you feel because I was getting wrecked. I was like, you know what? We got. <laughs> I can't embarrass myself this bad on stream. We got to pull out here. Um, and what else has been going on with you? Oh man. Well, obviously played that Spooder man. So yeah, that's there. Hi everybody. Hey, I'm Will. I own a PlayStation, and I'm a Spider-Man fan. So oh my God, what a novel idea! <laughs> Is this like a double, like a alcohol <laughs> alcoholics anonymous meeting? <laughs> Uh, yeah, for some reason I own all the Marvel movies, and um, I hate you guys because you got me back into the comics. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually like two weeks behind on getting comics. I need to catch up. So. Uh, I'm further behind than you are, but <laughs> digital. Eh. There you go. That's easy for you. Yeah, it's like oh, let me just throw the money down and get it, even if it's out of print. Come on. So um, for people who don't know, you can watch our stream for last week. We're actually going to clip that out yet. We're going to clip that section out from last week's episode, but uh, we did do a review of Spider-Man. We TLDR, we gave it a thumbs up, but um, we've played, you've played it basically uh, to completion. You beat the story now. Yeah, we both have beat the story. I'm this far away from platinuming it. I know you just platinumed it. Yes, I did. Um, for people who don't know, not in the Sony <laughs> lingo, when, uh, the platinum trophy is something you get when you've 100% of the game. So you've done everything it, it's in It's like on Xbox Live, it's like 1Kng the game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you did. See, it's right. They didn't sign up for a double A meeting. Um, <laughs> hey, look, maybe it's double A gaming and not Alcoholics Anonymous. Ooh, good point. Good point. No, uh, what do you think about that Spooderman? Now that we've completed the story, 
Uh, I will say, without spoiling anything, that is probably the best Spider-Man game story I've ever played. 100%. Uh, I I'm don't gonna, think... Because yeah. the Spider-Man 2 game, where it rehashed the Spider-Man 2 movie story in the game, it was fun mechanics, but it was retelling of a movie, so meh. But this is actually an original story. They pull a lot from the comics, but it's their own universe. Miles Morales is in it, which I really enjoy. Yes! Oh, Miles is man. such a good character to play as because he's also a smart kid, but he has no powers yet. <laughs> and it was it was really, really cool when yeah. it... The story, I, I could I could tell at a certain point, like mid-game, kind of where the story was going to. It was so cool to see it, though. Some of the twists and turns they did as compared to some of the um, comic material was really, really awesome. Um, I it, it, it went in... It, 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 it Very impactful at the end. Uh, the, the last part of that, I really had a push to try and beat the story even before doing the other missions, and I had a great time with it. I mean, that's why... It, for all the Sony people out there, that is my Spider-Man is my first platinum. It is the first game that I've a hundred percented in the five years I've owned a PlayStation. Actually, ever since trophies came out, so PS3. Wait, really? It is the first time I've ever. I think I've got one or two before from. Well, that. I'm not counting The Walking Dead because you literally just have to beat the game. And you no, get I, that. I never played that but, game. But um, I did. It's awesome. Go play it. Hmm. But. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man is my first platinum ever, and I, it's, I, I'm I so happy that it is. It's super awesome. Cool. Very memorable experience there. Um, any other gaming highlights for you this week? Oh, man. Uh, as far as games go, I mean, more of just following what's coming up. I really don't know anything other than Spider-Man and Warcraft right now with a splash of Dokken. <laughs> That, that's, that's my life. I figure that's your game in between loading screens. Oh, no. That game's always got some kind of state of being open. Like, if I'm on flight paths, Dogen. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So. All right. Let me <clears throat> let me sit up here. Get in dive my, in there. Dive in here. My gaming highlights. Of course, I did Platinum Spider-Man for PS4. I've literally beaten everything in that game. Um, I had a cool moment. I actually do want to share about Spider-Man. Um, my, I have, I have two nephews. And they are both in the, they're, what are they, four and five, respectively. They are both in their, like, superhero phase. Oh, good. And um, where the all superheroes are really, really cool. They both love Spider-Man. Okay. And so when they found out I had Spider-Man, they were like, oh, my God, please show us Spider-Man. Da-da-da-da. I cannot wait. And so uh, they were over here. Um, I fired up Spider-Man and swung around for him. There, it was like the whole time. Oh my God, Spider-Man! He's gonna beat up the bad guy. Oh, Spider-Man! It's so awesome! Da da da. And I just, it made me want to be a kid again. Oh, like, okay. imagine if we were kids when we were kids and we had stuff like that, like qu high quality games like that. And so, not saying they weren't bad. But, Instead of Final Fantasy VII. Well, okay. <laughs> I need you to backpedal just a second here. That Calm, game looks like it was pulled out of a dumpster fire. Well, I'm thinking more along the lines of like the Spider-Man from PS1. Oh yeah, that was hot garbage too. And it just, in the visual quality, now they're looking at Spider-Man on PS4 and it's like a totally different world. And they were bugging me the whole time like, oh, can we play? Can we play? I'm like, ah, you guys aren't ready for the complex controller input mechanics that go into this game. So it was a really cool, very touching moment for me and my gaming highlights this week. Kind of a, a very... A very poignant moment kind of 
gaming where it is now and kind of being able to show um, my niece and nephew who are like under five uh, hey look look at this cool game oh yeah so it was pretty awesome yeah uh, Ruru no they don't want to be the popular kid uh, pretending to be a nerd you just need to be Harry Osborn <laughs> just be Harry Osborn jeez oh, there, there's a lot of meaning behind that we're not gonna get into that there um, hey man he was doing sciencey stuff but he was also admit like look I can't explain this it's true you can, you can. <laughs> okay uh, that's actually, what I mean behind that. It's like, you know what? He was doing some cool stuff. He was trying to help the city. He had no idea the science behind it. He just knew that if he built this and he had the right scientists do this, it would work. And um, complete side note as well, for people who are tuning in, if you are one of our patrons over at patreon.com slash rocket punch, we are planning to do a spoiler cast for our patrons. Yep. It's going to be our um, bonus episode for this month. So definitely head over to um, patreon.com if you're interested in hearing our thoughts on the story overall and kind of some other open-ended stuff with the spider-man game yep but the big one i wanted to talk about my big gaming highlight is shadow of the tomb raider um you may not have noticed that shadow of the tomb raider came out this past week it actually came out earlier than expected i think it came out you can get um get it early on wednesday this past week yeah um, that was kind of weird yeah i have some problems with the game not not the game itself the way it's being released and handled and yeah. marketing. Well, and let's release. talk about the game itself. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, it is the third game in the Tomb Raider trilogy that got rebooted recently. Um, if you haven't... It, it's the original Tomb Raider, then Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, I was a big fan of Rise of the Tomb Raider. It was super, super awesome. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is a good game. And I stress the word good, in my opinion, because it was... It feels like Rise of the Tomb Raider. They did a lot of they did a lot of good things and kind of learned what they took from from Rise and brought it into Shadow. Um, I know there were some reports and some reviews of like facial animations and stuff like that looked a mm -hmm. little stiff, and I could see that, especially in some of the like in game cutscenes. Okay, it didn't look like it wasn't bad. It just didn't look right. It was kind of like I mean, there's something off Wait, here, like Mass Effect Andromeda. No, no, not that bad. No, 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 no. no it was, it wasn't that bad. So more like the uh, the facial animations in Horizon Zero Dawn, where some of the interactions you could tell she was a little stiffer in that one than the others. Yeah. A, a worse than that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Sort of like that. Um, it just the, some of their faces look tired. I like Rurutu in chat says Laura's face is tired. Yeah, that was kind of the the big thing. Like her face and other people's faces, it looked really rough. And it, it, it I only played a couple of hours of the game so far, but I could definitely tell that kind of pulled me out of that immersion factor there. And I was a little bummed out about that. But the gameplay is still there, and there are moments. I'm hopefully, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that there comes a patch or something that helps fix that, like they did for Mass Effect. But I was a little disappointed to see that. I, to me, it felt like they went a step back in quality a little bit for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It almost feels a little like the game might have been rushed a little bit to get out. Uh, and well, then this leads me into my other problem with this game is the publishing and marketing and release schedule of this game. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Ooh. I'm sorry. What's up? <laughs> Ruru 2 they had to take development time from facial animations to add ray tracing he can blame Nvidia Ooh, okay good 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 point good point <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> pinball undesirable says we don't speak of Mass Effect and drama I'm I apologize I'm, I'm, I'm no that take. was my fault <laughs> and I'm not apologizing <laughs> we don't apologize about that I'm not no, apologizing it, like so 
the Tomb Raider game came out in 2013, I think on the prior gen consoles, it was like, it wasn't, it didn't make a big splash, but as people played, they were like, oh, this is really, really good. And started taking, you know, that got him to get the sequel. Right. But it didn't sell as well as it could have, I think. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider came out. Here's its problem. It released in November. It released with another a lot of slu- other popular games. It released the same day as Fallout 4. Hotly anticipated title. And it got... Yeah. And it was only on Xbox when the first one was multi-platform. And it really hurt its user base, I think, by not being... Uh, multi-platform right out of the gate and it was on and i'm sure it was money deals that's fine but i think just from the game perspective it hurt it and now shadow of the tomb raider comes out literally a week after spider-man it is it is a good game but when you're comparing it against a great game of similar types third person action adventure games then there's a problem and especially when spider-man is sucking up all the oxygen in the social space uh, how many? How often do you go on Twitter or Facebook and see pe- people, people's pictures from photo mode, from Spider-Man? Oh, dude, that's half my Twitter feed right now. Exactly. And um, so. Rarutu says I'm halfway into Rise of the Tomb Raider, not really into the story. I liked Rise. I'm a, I'm a little over halfway through it. I'm I'm on like the t- the last third of the game. I've I've enjoyed it. Um, he says, but people that don't have PS4 win. Um, We'll play Tomb Raider. And Tai Chi says nobody wins with first party exclusives. These are all, these are good talking points. Um, it will, I'm, I'm, we, we might have to have a word off the show or something, Tai Chi, about the first party exclusives because I have thoughts on that. But I just uh, think that, yeah. uh, my, my point is, I don't think that the publishers behind Tomb Raider in mm-hmm. this franchise did not give this game a chance to breathe and did not give it a chance to thrive and succeed. And so, it, it makes it sad for me. How long did they take to make Spider-Man? About four years, right? Four or five. Yeah. So this game, they started development in 2015. Really? For Yeah. And development went all the way until July of 2018. So right so, at the edge. Yeah. yeah. So if we're lucky, just over three years. But if you had taken an extra six months and released in January... Well, not necessarily in January. Uh, like, say, push it to June next year instead. I think during this, the summer drought, you probably would have done better. This would have been a great April, Mayish game. Perfect. If they had released this entire trilogy like April May time frame, I think a lot of people would eat. A lot more people would eat. The reason why I say later, like June, July, and hear me out on this, February twenty second, twenty nineteen. There's so much coming out at that I time. I don't want to talk about that. Yet. God forbid all the content we have to create for that month. And that's my birthday month too. So that's even worse. Oh yeah. You're taking like a couple days off. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Sure not. But we're going to bring a birthday cake into the studios and just keep working on content while you're eating your cake. But I, that's my soapbox as well. I wish some, de- some develop, some publishers weren't so stubborn and can kind of be more flexible with their release schedules. I think the Tomb Raider franchise, I, I'm curious how the sales for Shadow of the Tomb Raider are going to be. I don't think they're going to be good. I think Spider-Man is going to crush Tomb Raider. And I, I wish if this game had released later, given it a couple extra months release in April next year, I think it would have got a lot more visibility. A lot of some of these issues that people are having with it would have been cleaned up. And it would have been from a good game to a great game. And that kind of makes me mm-hmm. sad because I like... The, 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 the approach they went, especially from playing the first Tomb Raider, was super awesome. So, 
my in rant. I was just that's my gaming highlight. I was just I had a I had a lot of problems with how in playing the game and like man if they hadn't released it because it Spider Man's going to be talked about for the next week and then by the time Spider Man calms down we got Assassin's Creed Odyssey coming up. We yeah. got Forza Horizon 5, Four. We got Valkyria Chronicles Four, and then eventually we got Red Dead Redemption Two, which will again suck all the oxygen out of the social space. Yeah, so. Red Dead's going to be one of those weird ones because it's from the people that make GTA, and so whenever Rockstar announces a game, they do take up all the space. Mm-hmm. But the um, that's it for our gaming highlights, guys. We're going to jump into some news here. I see a comment here. Aruchi says, "But what if they push?" Shadow of the Tomb Raider to June next year, and CD Projekt Red drops Cyberpunk 2077 in the same month. Um, gonna go ahead and tell you right now, that's I not put, happening. Next I will year. put money on this table, and in your hand, Cyberpunk 2077 is not coming out next year that's at a, all. That is a launch title for the PS5, Xbox Two I generation. I, I don't think it's that. I 2020. That yeah. 2020. Hundred percent. Like late 2019, or early 2020 is when the new okay. consoles are gonna be rolling. That could be. Okay, good point, good point. By the way, at that point, AMD's 7 nanometer chips will be in full production, and guess what? You're going to be so... Oh, oh, I can't wait. I'm getting, I'm getting geeky. My tech, my tech geek is... Yeah, 7 nanometer manufacturing is a thing now, guys. Be happy, because that means faster processors and smaller packages. <laughs> but guys, let's talk some news here in our Table Talk. Uh, some quick news highlights here. Number one, because we live in Huntsville, Alabama, and we couldn't... Ta- we could not... Start the show without at least recognizing some crazy stuff that we are doing here. So, we have a minor league baseball team coming here in April 2020. Uh, We finally voted here in um, Alabama and Huntsville, North Alabama, on the name of our team. Well, Madison, officially. Madison, yeah, whatever. Everybody got to vote. Um, It will be called the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Yep. Yeah. And we are a bunch of trash pandas, apparently. And, and this is, I wish I was kidding. This is not a joke for people who might be listening or watching and thinking, oh, they're kidding. No, this is real. In Huntsville, Alabama, there will be a minor league baseball team called the Rocket City Trash Pandas. What's even more awesome is that Nerdist News commented on this story. Um, Will is um, getting ready to post the link into the um, Twitch chat for all our Twitch viewers. Um, all of these, all of our news articles will be in the show notes for our podcast listeners as well. But yeah, we got covered on Nerdist News. We were on James Corden. Yep. Um, tonight, it was um, pretty awesome. How does that feel though, for the city to be a- celebrated for our baseball name? Actually, I can't wait to go to the games. <laughs> I want to. I want a Trash Pandas jersey. I, I love it. It's, it's, it's great. <laughs> Apparently, we have some fans in chat. Trash Pandas. I am. I do not live far from this. Um, where they're building. <clears throat> the stadium i'm super pumped i my like my first thought was when are we getting the trash pandas apparel i want to see the i want to see logos art styles i want the jersey i want the hat i will rock the hat all day i i I will promise you here on the show as soon as they come out with a trash pandas hat i will buy one and wear it on the stream the first chance i get so 100 here's my thing uh, I don't know who they're a farm team for. We're taking over the mobile team is what's happening. They're moving up here. So that I don't know. Um, we'll have to find that out. It's been a long time since I've seriously cared about baseball. <laughs> Back when I was a kid, watching the Marlins. Um, but 
I kind of have an issue with this. We have a stadium in Huntsville that's not being used now that could use some serious refurbing, and it already has infrastructure set up. You are not wrong. So I'm just like, wait, why are we building yet another you stadium wrong. when there, we could just refurb the garbage one we have into a good one? Well, look, that's Madison's money, not Huntsville, so... It's the North Alabama area. When they chose Trash uh, Rocket City, they chose to be part of Huntsville. You know, they will. Um... <laughs> Please, oh God, we need Bradley Cooper to show up. That Ruto would be amazing. Says, will Bradley Cooper throw the first pitch when they start the new season? If they do that, it will be so awesome. Um, it it's close to where I live, so that's even better. That gives me a chance to go to the games. Um. Oh, that's why the team left in the first place. Maybe yeah. the stadium was having problems. I don't know. But. Well, no, the, the stadium needed to be redone. They needed some infrastructure work, but the city of Huntsville didn't want to put the money into it. Surprise, surprise. But Now, to be fair, though, <clears throat> if it's a privately owned organization, why does the city need to put money into it? That's a whole different conversation. Uh, <laughs> this is the We're talking about games, not about city infrastructure. And taxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, um, go. So if you're local or if you want to support a minor league baseball team, make sure you support Rocket Rocket City Trash Pandas. Go, go, go. Um, next news item here, a Spider-Man sales so far. So we haven't got the full sales, especially for the U.S., mm-hmm. on how Spider-Man for the PS4 has been doing. But we are getting a glimpse. We got some news out of the U.K. Um, actually, globally, um, we've got an article. I think Will's going to post that in for everybody to see. Um, I'll read a little bit here from the top part of it. Um, Insomniac Games developed Marvel Spider-Man comfortably swung to the top of the Japanese and UK sales charts, shattering some records along the way, but it didn't just stop there. According to GSD charts obtained by games industry covering Europe, Middle East, Africa, and Australia, the PlayStation 4 exclusive is currently dominating sales across the globe. Um, I think that in UK, it is the best-selling game ever this year. Mm-hmm. It um, doubled God of War sales in the UK. I, um, it almost gonna... beat out, uh, what was the multi-platform game? Batman. It, it almost beat Batman Arkham Knight out as uh, the best superhero game sold. Just wait until they reveal the US sales numbers, then it will. Yeah. Uh, so um, what does this story mean? Spider-Man sold really well. That's what it means. To be fair, though, that suit, the custom like Insomniac Spidey suit, is good. It's really cool. I, I, I The more I played the game, I was like, man, I really like the new suit. They did a really good job with the new suit. Yeah, they did. I, I really do dig it. Um, so, funny thing. Uh, mm-hmm. To answer the question about Bradley Cooper throwing the first pitch, um, the man who suggested the winning name will get box seats for the first five years of gameplay. He will also throw the first pitch at a game during the Trash Pandas first season. He will? Yeah. Oh my god. So he yes. gets to throw the first pitch and he gets box seats for five years. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> that's from the AP too. That's like no joke. Yeah, that's that's for real. That's super awesome. Um so yeah, Spider-Man's doing well. Um we will not find out specifically how sales were for the game um in the US and some of the other big territories until probably um the NPD charts come out later on. But we'll let you guys know as soon as those come out. Um, but from this, I'd imagine that it's going to be a big seller from this past month. So. Oh, yeah. No doubts there. Um, next item co- coming up for a bit. A uh, quick little thing. I know a lot of people are super co- down with Tony Hawk Pro Skater and um, all those games there. Um, and they saw the session game from the E3 press conference later on. Um, just a quick note here that the session game is coming to early access here. 
Um, we'll, of course, putting the link in the show for everybody here. Um, da, 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 da. Re- reading a quick little tidbit of here. Uh, coming to E3 this year, Xbox revealed session from Canadian-based developer Creature Studios. Um, sk- since sk- EA Skate 3 releasing back in 2010, fans of the skateboarding genre has been waiting for the next title in the genre, while Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 releasing half a decade later, the game was received below average and many players... Okay, blah, blah, blah. We're going to do all the... Cutting all the crap. But um, it's looking at early access, uh, coming to Xbox and early access in Q1 of 2019. So not too long you have to wait for that. Um, so if you're pretty pretty pumped, pretty excited about um, skateboarding games, I'm curious how such is going to be. And a lot of Tony Hawk fans out there. And um, not even know. skate fans. Uh, I know Skate 3 was a big one. A lot of people want to play so. Man, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of right there with you, Tai Chi. I miss Neversoft. Oh, uh, yeah. Making the old Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Those were the good times. Good times. Um, next item up on deck, deck here, Assassin's Creed Odyssey post-launch content. Um, Assassin's Creed, the developers came out and kind of listed their plans for post-launch content. Uh, Will is putting uh, the video from that trailer in uh, chat here for you guys, but it it's pretty awesome. They the TLDR is they've got two main story pieces of content. Each one of those story chunks is going to have three episodes. Uh, they're going six to, weeks apart. Six weeks apart. Um, one's releasing in December. The other one's going to be releasing in spring 2019. Uh, the big news, though, really, really got to stress this is that if you are a season pass holder, not only do you get those two um, episodic chunks, but you also get Assassin's Creed Three remastered. For free. Oh, I mean, it comes with the season pass, but that includes all the DLC, all the content, everything. The full game is yours, remastered in 4K HD. Um, that's pretty cool. Assassin's Creed 3 was one of my favorite settings. Um, oh, just the uh, Colonial America? Yeah. I really, really like that when you were back in there as Connor. Um, it was really, right. really cool. So I'm, 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 that, that got me interested in possibly looking at the season pass because I know I'm going to get Odyssey. Um, I've been jumping back into Origins, and it's been pretty fun. Origins is good. It It is is really really good. good. It is really, really good. This makes me want to get it on uh, PC, though. Really? Yeah, instead of uh, PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, something just I'm feeling the pull. Okay. We'll find out there. But if you you were interested, uh, watch the video in the um, show notes and in the links there. Uh, they go through literally in great detail everything that's coming as part of that season pass, um, which is a good habit that developers need to start doing so we know what we're paying for. And I think it's 40 bucks for the season pass, too. It's not and the fact that it includes two games along with it. Yeah. Pretty that's nice. pretty dope. Pretty nice. Next news item. Um, all the Alan Wake fans out there, Alan Wake is coming to TV. Uh, there's a cool little um, variety thing that popped up. They talked about... Um, Peter Calloway is planning to adopt Alan Wake for television. I know there are a lot of big, if you're a big Xbox fan, you've probably played Alan Wake. A lot of big, big Alan Wake fans in there. So that's something that's really, really cool. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more of our video game properties kind of going to TV. I mean, in the future. what a novel idea. Take an established story and adapt it to television. Someone's already done the script writing. <laughs> that's true. I mean, let's you just be real. Wait, you, just, well, you still have to pay the writers to adapt it because there's going to be some things that work in a game that don't work in TV. Oh, yeah, but, you know, I guess it depends. Is it live action or is it going to have CG? I think it's going to be live action. Oh, okay. So. Um, ooh, next item up uh, that came... It, uh, I hate bringing it up, but it... I can't, you know... 
after some of the stuff that happened at EA and the Madden event, I'm shocked to still hear this. Um, there was a, for people who do not know and do not follow Dr. Disrespect over on Twitch, a big YouTube streamer does a lot of PUBG and battle Royale games. Apparently there was a shooting at his house during one of his streams. Uh, nobody was hurt. Um, from what, um, we've got the article, we'll um, share it with everybody here, but from what happened is that apparently um, they he was downstairs streaming uh, the um, Black Ops 4 beta. Um, apparently somebody drove by and shot a gun at the top level of his house and it, it went through the house. Um, they caught it on stream. He was not happy about it. Well, no, someone shot at my house. The first thing I do is if I had a gun nearby, shoot back. Second of all, call the cops. Yeah. But the fact that it's happening during a stream and he's got a, a wife at home, I don't know if he's got kids or not. But still, like you're shooting into someone's home. Yeah. And what what made it Not even cool. worse is that this was the second time in like two or three days it no, happened. Second day in a row. Second day in a row. Okay. Yeah. Um, that it had happened, and they've um, they of course the um, Doctor Disrespect and his family, everybody is totally fine. We're really happy about that, but they have notified the police, and hopefully they um, kind of nail down and catch whoever is doing this because that, that's not cool. That's not right. You shouldn't be doing that um, at all. Like in, in any type of harassment, and especially just going around and shooting bullets in people's houses. Is... Um, Ruru two. Funny thing in the state of Alabama, if someone shoots at you and you return fire, it's self defense and you will not be charged. I've gotten that straight from the sheriff. Good old Alabama. So, all I'm saying is, if someone does shoot at me, I will be returning fire, guaranteed, no matter what. Um, if someone shoots at Cam, I will return fire. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be a witness. Like, hey man, you shot this first. So, um, all I'm saying is don't shoot at people. Like, don't be a jerk. There you go. Don't be a dick. And why, then you don't have to deal with it. Why can't we all get along? Come on. Um, next a news item in our last item for this week here. Kingdom Hearts trailer got revealed. We got a brand new trailer. It shows off a little bit of the Big Hero 6 world over in San Francisco. I think they're on the, whatever the Golden Gate Bridge is called in that game. I don't, I don't remember. It, it doesn't matter. It's, uh... <laughs> It's uh, definitely going to be interesting, I guess. I don't... Yeah, we'll see. It, I mean, it, uh, it comes out next uh, January. Um, I talked about it in our pre-show. Um, if you don't know, make sure you join us um, 30 minutes before we stream this. You can join us for our pre-show talks. But um, I don't. I think that game is going to be at 8. It's going to be good to great-ish. Um, I think some people are going to have some... I, I think it's going to play the same way it did back when with 1 and 2 and when they came out. And I think some people may have a problem with that. Just because of how long it's been since the first two came out and how much the gaming has changed. Especially from a like control standpoint. And uh, funny thing, Ruru 2, um, going to your point, um, saying that Kingdom Hearts has been too long ago, I don't remember the story. It's okay, for the low, low price of like $8,000, they'll sell you all of them together. Oh, I'm kidding. It's not like that much money. Look, if you if you don't the, know this, there's actually a pack uh, where it comes with one, two, or I'm sorry, one point five, two point five, like two point eight. Yeah, it, it has all of the games in one Mondo bundle on PlayStation that you can pick it up. I don't know about Xbox yet. If you don't, I think it's only on PlayStation. If you don't know the story, just wait until some brave, brave soul does a Kingdom Hearts in. The Kingdom Hearts story so far is so they can get you ready for three. IGN's probably going to do one. Um, GameSpot's probably going to do one. Somebody, there, Some people are going to do it. Just wait for that story. Yeah, if you people get who get up. paid to deal with that will probably do it. Yeah. Uh, it's a PS4 Pro bundle. It comes with Kingdom Hearts Remake, Kingdom Hearts 3, um, and all three games, 1.5, 2.5, 2.8 HD Final Chapter, 
all together. Hang which on. is basically all the games you really need to care about in order yeah. to go through the story. And so. hang on. Where <clears throat> is it? What are you looking for? I, I'm looking for the one that comes with all of it. All right, so the the bundle, the bundaroo. Let's see. So it's the cost of the console plus a hundred bucks, essentially. Ah, uh, okay. So you you drop in five hundred bones. See, Jaden chat says I will totally do that story for you, Ruru. I may be slightly obsessed with Kingdom Hearts. There you go. There you go, Jade. Jade's got you taken care of. Hey, Jade, how you doing? Welcome. We we, we missed you. It's been a, it's oh, been a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. It's hundred and fifty more. Hundred fifty. Yeah, I was looking at the wrong line of text. That's a that's a lot of money. <laughs> But guys, that's all of our news here for the week. Um, make sure you consume that. We've got all the links in there. And um, if you're listening via audio, don't worry. We'll have all the links to all those articles in our show notes. So don't miss out on that cool gaming stuff that's happening. Yard. Now it is time for topic of the show. Um, number one is going to be the easy one. And number two is going to be a little bit of the challenging one. It's going to make us think a little bit outside the box. So stay with us here. But number one, oh, well, first and foremost, let's get everybody hyped up. If you like Nintendo, you're in the right place because it's going to be Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. Um, Land of Ninty. One of the news items that we went ahead and moved into our main topic, and that's what we're going to talk about first, is the Nintendo Direct that happened this past week. And mm-hmm. going to talk about all the cool stuff that got released with that, got talked, that got announced with that. Um, first and foremost, how did you like the Direct? I thought it was pretty cool. I um, I'm pretty hyped actually for Demon X Machina, so that's gonna be pretty cool as far as that all that goes. I hope just from everything I've seen, I love mechs. I love Japanese mech anime, and I love that they have a mech game that's gonna incorporate all of the garbage of hey, I just beat this guy. There's parts everywhere. Let me pick up these parts and modify my stuff to make my stuff better. Okay. So right. I, I like the fact that that's a thing. Um. I thought it was. I thought it was a really strong direct. A lot of cool games. A lot of surprises. Even when some that kind of leaked beforehand came up, I thought that that was it. But they well, had a lot of cool surprises in store. This is the direct they chose to delay because of the earthquake over in Japan. So there have been things that were announced, like Civ Six and other things. They announced anyway because they have to keep the press train rolling yep. at their company. But it's it's still. I'm glad they finally released the video. So um, I think Will Will already uh, shared the video with everybody watching, and of course it's in our show notes. But uh, so the games that they kind of announced here, uh, ooh, sorry, got a burp there. Uh, a new Luigi's Mansion game is develop in development for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, yep. Luigi Luigi's Mansion Three is the tentative title. Um, did you play? Did you like the other ne- Luigi's Mansion? Did you play? I've them all? never played it before. Okay, never. I never played it either. But that was a really cool to kind of see. I think that was. I think that was this is one of their inevitable things, especially for the Switch. Like they're bringing that back, all their old games and properties. They're bringing back full force for the Switch here to get people uh, jumped in on it. Well, um, this is actually a new entry into the series, though. So yeah, but yeah, the um, the first couple of games they went into they were 3DS games. Um, Kirby's Epic, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn. Yeah. I think they're um, porting the Weave um, Kirby game. Um, over to 3DS. Uh, that's going to be available. Mm-hmm. Did they give a date? Um, I don't think they gave. They it. I think it's going to be sometime next year. They didn't give a date. Um, uh, Bowser Bowser's Inside Story and Bowser Junior's Journey um, as a combo pack are now coming to the Nintendo 3DS. They'll both be available as one package in January 11th. Yep. Um, so that was pretty cool. I never got to play those games. 
Um, I think that's because they were initially available only on the DSi. Mm, okay. It's like downloadable games. Okay. Okay. Um, the new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Uh, this is a basically the remake for the new Super Mario Brothers game that was on the Wii U. Yeah, but there was a separate Luigi game that came out on this engine, and they've merged them, fusion danced yes. them into one game. They are one game here. Um, that's going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch um, January 11th, 2019. Um, so it, it it's very much your traditional side-scrolling Mario games. Um, so you should definitely be hyped about that. Um, all of our... If you were a fan of Katamari Damars, Damasi, um, get hyped. Because Katamari Damasi is coming to the Switch. It is getting a complete remaster and HD remake. It's called Katamari Damasi Rerolled. It's coming out this winter, um, which is pretty dope. I actually want this game. Really? Yeah, I, I just want to put that on, and I w- want to loop the song "Rolling, Rolling, Rolling" <laughs> just in the background. Get some Limp Biscuit in there. Yeah, you know, just bring back the early two thousands. <laughs> um, Binball and Desirable says Super Mario Brothers is getting Street Fighter levels of absurd with its naming. Uh, not yet. They have not. E- you have not even seen their final form. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, we haven't talked about this yet. Uh, they they spent a fair chunk of the stream talking about Nintendo's online service. Yep. Uh, for people who don't know, the Nintendo online service will release September 18th. So by the time you're listening mm. to this on podcast services, um, it out. will be live. It will be out. Um, you get cloud saves and cloud sharing. You'll be able to um, have, I think they have a, a varied selection of um, old NES titles you'll be able to download. Um, discounts and whatnot. You'll have online access. I think you get a seven-day free trial. And it, it's very inexpensive. Uh, it's $20 for 12 months of service. Uh, yep. three ninety nine a month. And they uh, just pushed the update for the app on iOS. Uh, I mean, did it make it better? It's the same. Okay, then I'm not, probably I'm just adding compatibility for what they're about to drop. <laughs> don't care, but um, it's really cool if you um, if you're ready for the online service, you can check it out. I'm pretty sure you get a seven day trial, so you can definitely ch- test it, see how you feel about it. Um, they give a lot of deals about that, and we are going to be talking about that a little bit more in the next topic. I do like though everything going on that it's twenty bucks for a year. It's really it's That's really cool, reasonable. right? Yeah, I, I really really like that. Really, really, Super Mario Brothers Turbo Hyper HD Remix. Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Um, everybody's getting very excited with the names. We love it. Um, if you love the, um, if you have a Switch and you love the Joy-Con controllers, they're going to be releasing specially designed NES style controllers. Uh, I do not know how I feel about these. I don't like them at all. I, I just, I don't, what is their reasoning for this? Now, if they were the rounded SNES controllers with the triggers and the full, like, you know, the four buttons and all of that, mm-hmm. I'd be all over it. Yeah, I just, I don't, I saw them in the way they look when they're docked. It looks horrible. It looks like garbage. It looks really bad. I mean, I guess if you have one of the Nintendo Joy-Con chargers, it wouldn't look as bad, but on the system, they look really bad. That's true. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. The um, next game they talked about coming up, there is a new game from Game Freak, uh, not Pokemon. It is called Town. It is a new RPG that they're making for the Switch. Um, Basically, it involves you protecting a town from monsters. Um, It'll come out sometime in 2019. So it's cool to see some RPGs back on the Nintendo. Yeah, but my thing about this this, uh, announcement is there's not a lot of meat in what they're talking about there. Hopefully we get more data on it. Yeah. I want to see more data. I, I, they, they had me hooked until they said you're going to be in town the whole time. And I was like, Ooh, okay. 
Yeah, wait, so I have to defend the town in the town. You mean I can't be proactive and go kill the monsters where they yeah, live? Yeah, it's like, mm, you gotta you gotta sell me on some gameplay mechanics because it did not... It looked cool, looked great, but I need to see more in order for me to be sold on that. Yeah. Um, next up, City Skylines, uh, the very popular sim. It's coming to Nintendo Switch, and it is available now. So if you go pull up your Switch, you'll be able to get City Skylines um, ex accessed right now, which is pretty super dope. Oh yeah, I can't wait to you know build a city and then blow the dam and fill it with water. Yep. Um, also as well, they did announce it a little bit earlier in the week, but Civilization VI is coming to the Switch. It'll have four-player local multiplayer, and it's out on November 16th. So if you're a big Civ fan, you can take it on the go now. November 16th, that's going to be the day you want to remember to get that game. That's that I'm I I really I haven't really haven't had a chance to play Civ yet, but I from what I've seen, I think I'm going to like it. And now it's coming on the Switch. If I didn't already have it on PC, man. That's a good point. Good point. Good point. It's like, I, I would pick it up, but I already own it. At this point in the show, we've now walked into what is known as the Final Fantasy section of the Nintendo Switch broadcast, which is my favorite section. Um, first and foremost, the game that people have been sleeping on that I will stand by as an awesome Final Fantasy game, Fi World of Final Fantasy, will be um, getting a, it's not a remake, but like a, a World of Final Fantasy Plus game called World of Final Fantasy Maxima. It's coming out November 6th. It will be on Nintendo Switch. It is also going to be available on Xbox and PlayStation and PC Steam. You um, know, all I got to say is Maxima. Just throw throw that at the end of the day. Yeah, that makes sense, right? That That's such a Japanese Apparently they've thing added like extra little pieces of content. That is a very Japanese thing to do. Um, very cool. Uh, Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, is coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, this yeah. is a really good game. I really liked 12. I have a lot of fond memories with it. Sweet. Let's um, port PS2 games over. Hey, man. If, if it works. If it fits. Oh, I'm not mad. I'm just like, oh. So does that mean we get Zone of the Enders on the Switch? <sighs> don't, don't, don't play with my heart. Quit playing games with my heart, Will. Um, and so it, that'll be out next year for the Nintendo Switch. Um, that's pretty awesome. Uh, Final Fantasy 7, 9, and the 10, 10 2 HD remaster are all coming to the Nintendo Switch next year as well. Um, so really, Square Enix kind of went ham with getting their Final Fantasy games on the system. There's only one they missed. Eight's nowhere to be seen. It was not talked about. Yeah, I, f I feel a little sad about it, but 7 and 9 are there, so I'm kind of, okay, we're fine. Huh? But I liked 8. I do have 8. Um, it was pretty awesome. And so they ended the stream in another epic... Tease, dangling I, the carrot and the stick. Um, they let everybody know, hey, we've got one more announcement, so stay tuned to the end. He snaps, and it flicks over, and it shows Animal Crossing imagery. It has Isabel. Mm -hmm. she's, she's walking around. She's in HD. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Animal Crossing is coming. She gets a letter. She opens the letter. Brand new Super Smash Brothers Ultimate character, Isabel, is now in the game. Uh, from the Animal Crossing realm. Um, pretty funny. It was pretty awesome. A lot of people's hopes were... A lot of bait and swish. A lot of bait and, and then, swish. Oh, man, let's just go ahead and crush them dreams. It was. But they made it up to everybody after the whole reveal. They did. It kind of faded out. And then they brought Tom Nook sitting at the desk watching the stream. And he basically talks for a little bit. And they do go ahead and confirm that Animal Crossing has been confirmed. It's coming next year, 2019 to the Nintendo Switch. Um, it, I have not played Animal Crossing in a really long time. I think I'm going to have to definitely jump in, especially if it's coming to the Switch. 
Maybe. That they were always fun little games, quirky, cool little games. I, oh, I have no doubt on that. I'm just saying, maybe there's a lot of other things I got to do first. That's all. That's true. That's true. But uh, that was the Nintendo Direct, basically. Um, what did you? Any other thoughts? What? How did you? Did you like it? Any games that stuck out to you? Oh, um, yeah, the Machina game. The, yeah, the Damon X Machina. They did yes. show more information on that. Yeah, yeah, no, that game. Uh, I need that all over the place. I need to take that with me. I want to be able to blow up uh, giant mech monsters. I want to be able to. Like, hey, Cam, come on, we got to fight that thing. <laughs> Get your switch out. We got to. We got to kill it. <laughs> well, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. It. Uh, my favorite part. Something that really. Oh my God! I didn't even mention this in the stream as well. Uh, we. I talked about this game a few weeks ago. And like, man, they should definitely bring this back. It was a cool gem. It never really got a chance because it was on the GameCube. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Oh, yeah. The, um, basically, Diablo cross Final Fantasy. You mean the game I sell the disc for? Yeah, the, 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 the four-player co-op game um, that was on the GameCube. It is being remastered and is coming to Nintendo Switch as well. Um, and I bring that up because, th like, that whole section, that Final Fantasy section was an awesome part. Like, I, w I was surprised at how much they were like, this game's coming, this game's coming, this game's coming. And, like, I've already bought these games, like, three or four times over. And now I'm like, damn it, I gotta buy them again. Why? Um, you get you get PS1 uh, Classics on the Vita, right? I'm not gonna buy all of them again. I'll probably pick up 7 and 9 again just to play them on the go. Do you have a Vita? Yes, I do. Are they on the Vita? You know they are, Will. I don't know they why. They just charge the Vita. <laughs> but the Switch. The but power of the Switch. It's already on the go. You don't know what you're talking about. No, it's right there. I'm looking at the Vita on your bookshelf. You don't, you, you, this, do, ignore the man behind the curtain. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, no, I, I, I just, the Final Fantasy section was really cool for me. Yeah. A lot of those great, awesome games um, that now are going to be, a lot of people, more people are going to play. I'll pick up Crystal Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. No, we definitely. We're definitely going to pick that up and play that again. I'm, I'm super excited about that game. I haven't played it in so long, so I'm super um, ready to jump into back into that again. It ought to be interesting. But um, what do you guys think? Everybody listening in and tuning in, what did you guys think about the Nintendo Direct this week? Did you like what they showed? Were you a little disappointed? Was there a game that was missing? Let us know in our comments and in chat and everything as we're recording the show. We'd definitely love to hear from you guys on what your thoughts were. Ooh, my voice! I'm glad I've got the water. My voice is running out here. Um, but we still what? have one more topic, and this is the 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 the, the heavier one. Ooh, he's got the Ricola. He's gonna he's gonna hook me up. Looks on. Topic number two, and the main topic for the show that we're gonna um, die, definitely deep dive in is more Nintendo. It's titled Nintendo's Identity Crisis, and so there was an uh, a recent era thread. Recent era thread that came up. It was really, really cool. It was really interesting. Very thought-provoking. Um, and it, it, it kind of got us thinking as we're trying to figure out a topic for the show. Like, man, what, is this, what does this mean? What, is it, what are the thoughts like with Nintendo as it, compared to everybody else? Um, for the sake of my voice, Will, would you read the thread? Uh, one second. He's, he's typing some stuff for all the, all the folks at home here. I'm just signing into Reset Era. Ah, okay. Give us a read there, and he's going to read. This is a thread from Reset Era. It is titled, Why Do We Hold Nintendo to the Same Online Standards as Other Tech Giants? Go ahead. All right. So this was published by Junior Dev. This has been an ongoing question throughout the years, even more so with Nintendo Online launching, and I've always wondered why people think it's necessary to hold Nintendo to meet standards of Sony and Microsoft that basically have other departments to handle technical stuff. 
Sony and especially Microsoft have massive infrastructure and money to pull from and are much less conservative. Look at Xbox and enormous amount of feature bloat that they have. And it's not a knock against Microsoft because they've always stated their goal was to create an all-entertainment device. But Nintendo has said time and time again that their big focus is the games. So any other thing they will add will be spending as little as possible. Sorry, trying to preserve my voice. <laughs> it always seems really exaggerated to me, to me when people are attacking Sony for not allowing nickname changes when Microsoft does. Do people not see that companies have different infrastructures and money needed to fix something deemed a problem? Microsoft is a big tech company, so I believe they should be able to match and exceed each and every other competitor when it comes to tech, and they obviously do. They have the money to do this, so they are on a higher standard. Do people realize that Nintendo can be competent if they wanted to to match the other uh, competitors online and hardware features that they just don't care and think it's worth them investing the money into? This, ev this is even more exaggerated with the info of Nintendo Online coming out. People are comparing them to Microsoft having free cloud saves. We know Microsoft has their own uh, well, has their own cloud save tech, so they won't be paying any extra cost to some other company. This is not an equal comparison, clearly, because Nintendo will have to license the tech and pay fees. This is not a defense of Nintendo. I'm just being <laughs> rational to their thinking. Why do you expect Nintendo to have the same standards? And so, really thought-provoking, really interesting conversation, and we figured, hey, why don't we have a discussion about this? Because we've, we've talked a lot about... Mm -hmm. we, we have, it's been a while since we had a really in-depth Nintendo discussion. But, like... It, what it boils down to and kind of what we're talking about with their identity crisis, like we always have these conversations about, we always make the comment, Nintendo's going to Nintendo. Mm -hmm. For as well, all the games and stuff they do, it always feels, especially in the gaming space and in the gaming industry, that some of their practices are a little, feel a little silly. The, um, the cloud save issues where they're like, some games aren't going to have cloud saves. The Pokemon game being one of them, why aren't they going to have cloud saves? Does that make any sense? Because well, they don't want people to cheat. And they're trying to avoid that. But they also have a service that worked on the DS that they could adapt for you to at least save your game, your Pokemon. Pokemon Bank. Yep. That is totally a thing. Game Freak's been using that. It, well, we were too, I wouldn't say they don't like the internet. They are trying... Their, their whole thought process, and this is my interpretation of it, is they make games for kids. They don't make games for adults. We're getting on the topic. Like, it, it, you think about some of the other stuff they've been doing. The the NES Classic Editions and the Super NES Classic Editions. Mm -hmm. Especially the first ones when they had this huge scarcity. People were really upset because they expected to have these available at launch. And people would go wait in line and there were literally nothing in there. Mm -hmm. The, God, the Nintendo Switch app is... When, when you saw the picture of the headphones and how you had to hook it into your phone. Yeah. Like, why is this not built into the console? And so this begs the question, and some of the questions, and we're gonna get, I'm going to let you talk here for a second mm -hmm. in your point, but this begs the question, kind of what we're talking about with this identity crisis thing is, some of the stuff we want to ask is like, what is the thinking behind some of Nintendo's decisions as a company? Why do some decisions make, make great sense, the Switch? But then you have a, a lot of other decisions that, like, this came from the same company, this doesn't make any type of sense. Is it a good idea for Nintendo to stand apart from the competition, not so much stand, like, be different, but so, like, not adopt some of the similar practices like they talked about, like cloud-saving tech, like that Microsoft mm -hmm. and Sony have, 
instead of doing their own thing and having that limiter on there? Is that a good idea? And the last question, is this the best thing for the consumers and the gaming industry to have Nintendo kind of step away from the pack and kind of do their own thing? You're up. Yeah. So going into the current topic of Nintendo Online being compared to others, in a sense, I agree that they shouldn't be held to the same standard because Sony is a multinational conglomerate, essentially. They have, or used to have, a PC division. They have a motion picture division. They have, you know, a gaming division. They have, like, 20 different game studios that are currently working on things. You know, they've got a lot of stuff around the world. They're not just out of Kyoto and a couple places in the U.S. and then a small office here and there for distribution purposes. Mm. They're their own company, but they're very much Japanese forward-thinking on that front. I think it was very smart of Kimishima-san to step down and promote someone younger to take his place because he was saying that he couldn't look at the bigger picture going forward because he's too entrenched in the old times. So I can respect him for that. But at the same time, not many CEOs are going to be that forward thinking for their company. My issue is, though, Japan is always going to be different than the rest of the world on a lot of things. The internet is part of that. They, like over there, uh, for a long time, if you were on a cell phone uh, manufacturer, or not manufacturer, but a carrier, you couldn't text outside of your carrier. You had to email for everything else. Really? Yeah. So they did not have inter intranetwork texting at all if you oh. were on sprint and i was on verizon we could Didn't not text hmm. so they've always been different about that and they leaned on email more to fix that than making it so the cell networks would talk to each other so their 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 whole setup as a nation they approach things very differently compared to us okay. so uh, i'm not defending them i'm just saying that their thought process is always going to be slightly different and i know sony is japanese but at the same time, Sony Motion Pictures is very much out of the U.S. Yeah. So, and they have a big push from Motion Pictures front. You know, heck, the Spider-Man font made it to the PS3. It was on the side of the console. Yep. <sighs> they have a lot of Western influence where Nintendo doesn't. Well, and that's at least where I see it. Now, Reggie may have more say than we think. But I think Reggie does what Reggie's told <laughs> sometimes, too. I'd agree with that. Um Reading some comments here, um, Tai Chi in uh, Twitch chat says Nintendo knows they are third play in the third place in the console market, and they don't need to be first because they set themselves apart by the innovation. They make their their consoles to be profitable when Sony and Microsoft take a loss on theirs. Um, that is true, and I think it, we. What's interesting is, as far as overall sales go. Nintendo is third place in the mark, uh, third place in the console market share. Um, but I know I was, Will, I was talking to you off mic about this as well. I, mm -hmm. my personal thought, number one on this is that Nintendo is, is the second, the second console in a family. I think that what happens is that no matter Sony, what, yeah, what you're saying is no matter what you have, PC, Xbox, PlayStation, you have a Nintendo. Exactly. I think that 
what what a lot of gamers do is the first console they get is the one they're um, entrenched in that ecosystem for. If you're a big Microsoft fan, you get an Xbox first when the new one comes out. If you're a Sony fan, you get the PlayStation. If you're a PC master race with your long flowing blonde hair and your 4K, 8K gaming, then you get your PC. You got you're already set up and ready to go. But I think that. When you're looking, when a lot of people look for that second console or that second system, they look directly at Nintendo and directly at that system, whatever system they have, primarily because of their, you know, it's got Mario. They've got their exclusive lineup of Mario, Zelda, you know, Metroid, and more that are coming into play that you're not going to find anywhere else. And I think that, especially nowadays when, you know, we talked about, I think, in the pre-show a little bit about Sony and their exclusive lineup, Mm -hmm. but... I think that Nintendo's exclusive lineup dwarfs Sony's on their exclusive console. On a generational front, generation to generation, typically, yes. For some reason, Sony didn't show up to play this generation. And I think that a lot of people, because Sony and Microsoft feel so similar, and you you know, you, you a lot of the popular games are multi-platform. You Call of Duty, your Destiny, your Battlefield. You can buy any of the other three consoles to play that, but then mm-hmm. you, when you're looking for a second console, you really don't want to spend a lot of money, or at least as much money as you did on that first system, so guess, and you want something that has a lot of, a different suite of games that are not going to be the same stuff you're playing over there, so you look, you look across the landscape, everything looks similar, but then you're looking over in Nintendo's camp, and it's like, oh, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild. I don't even have to say any of the game after that. That's mic drop right Hang there. Hang on. Mario Kart and Smash. There you go. I mean, you, you and you're like, it's a portable console now. I can pick this up and take it on the go. Boom, I'm in. Oh, wait. It uses USB-C, too, just like all the cell phones except for mm-hmm. Apple. And it, Taichi says, you are correct. It is in my house. Yeah, I think that was the, you know, we're, we, we, we say we're blessed, we're privileged, whatever. We have all the consoles. We, yeah. You know, we, we 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 love our hobbies very much, and so yeah, we I have a I have a PlayStation Four Pro, I've got an Xbox One S, I've got a Nintendo Switch, I've got a 1080 in my P my, my PC over here. I'm doing great. I have all that stuff except the 1080 Ti, so I think we're okay. Yeah, Ruru, that's right. First world problems. Okay, just leave us alone. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's like, man, where, where do I want to buy this game? <laughs> but I think you when you think about consumers as a whole, all these families don't have money to get all these other consoles the in 2013 when the playstation 4 and the xbox one came out people had to choose people picked their console now a few years later okay we've got some money built back up now the nintendo switch is on back here it's 299 you can take it take your games wherever you want to go oh i don't have to get a portable this is a portable and i could dock it to play it on my tv second console number two well not only that it's the only console that comes with two controllers in the box that's true. Where you at, Sony, Microsoft? I, I'm just saying, like, because hey, as tiny as they are, the little Joy-Con, hand it to your buddy, and now you're playing Mario Kart. Yep. So interesting uh, tweet here. It's in this Polygon article I linked in chat. So this is from at Go Nintendo uh, tweet. Here's yet another look at how well the Switch is doing. After approximately 16 months, the PS4 had sold 20.2 million units worldwide. As for Switch, the system has sold 19.67 million units in approximately 15 months. It's over 20 million now. The PS4 did this with two holiday seasons while the Switch has gone through one. That's big. That is super big. Like some big numbers there, especially with their Switch. And that kind of almost ties the next comment I'm going to make. Rurutu in chat says, this is kind of why third-party developers are afraid to play with Nintendo. 
that's an interesting topic, an interesting thing to talk about with their identity crisis because I think, especially in the Wii, in the Wii U time frame, there were a lot of people that were somewhat nervous with Nintendo on some of the, you know, they, I think there's a point you you want to innovate, you want to try and innovate in the market, but then there's a point where you feel like, oh, you're going, you're doing a lot of weird stuff here. Well, and the problem with the Wii U was marketing name, and a lot of people got burned by the Wii. Let's just be real. The Wii burned a lot of people because there was all this developer support because of high sales numbers, but there was a low attach rate. Yeah. If it wasn't everybody, a Nintendo game. Everybody got the console and they had Wii Sports packed in, so what do you need? All the parents wanted to play Wii Sports and play the tennis and whatnot. And they had... like I, I can see where developers get kind of nervous about that. And I think that, especially with the Wii U, I think the big one was just the, the fact that you had this big honking tablet and as far as getting games and stuff on there, developers, of course, always when new systems come out, they keep an eye. They start paying attention to who's selling more because that helps developers make more money. And then when you're then, seeing your consoles only selling like a million, two million over the last couple of years. No one's going to make for you. No one's going to make that. And then you wonder why Wii U had a huge third-party problem. But now you're, based on the numbers Will read, you're looking at the Nintendo Switch selling like hotcakes, trending better than the PS4, which is, that system's already trending better than the PS2 did, one of the greatest systems sold of all time. And now your developers are like, let's get on board, let's do this. Indies are also all over this platform. Yeah, there are so many times where you, ha you hear stories like, my indie game sold X amount more on the Switch than it ever did on any of the other consoles. Um, or PC, even. Um, Stardew Valley blew up on PC, PS4, and all of that, and it's doing very well on the Switch. It, uh, Taichi says, uh, and, and my kid can Xbox Switch cross-platform play Fortnite. That is very important nowadays. You know, you got to make sure you can do that cross-platform. Hey, man, look, that is the only misstep I feel <laughs> like that Sony, Sony has made this generation is the, the lockdown. Cross the crossplay again. Yeah, yeah. Another another topic for another day. True. Um, um, so going to what I was just talking about, though, the attach rate. Software attach rate? Mm -hmm. So over 60%, this is as of January, yeah. over 60% of Switch owners have Mario Odyssey. 55% have Breath of the Wild. 50% have Mario Kart 8. Tw over 20% have Splatoon 2. That is an insane attach rate. That's, that's very, that's one in 20%, like, so. Uh, that's one in five. Uh, four million? Yeah. Just on Splatoon alone? Yeah. That have that game? Well, and over 60% have Mario Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Just think uh, about that. That's an extra 60 bucks, just guaranteed. <laughs> tai Chi says, even even though the best version is on PS4, as far as the Fortnite comment goes. It's good to good. I, I'm glad you read the news, gaming news as well. It's quite funny. Um, Rurutu in chat uh, making comments here, uh, but PS4 didn't have a low point like Nintendo coming off the Wii U. The PS3 was dominant. Uh, PS4 is near end of life. Sales will continue to slow down. Um, PS3 was dominant once Sony fixed the problems they had at the beginning of release. You'll when, need two jobs. Yeah, I was gonna say when 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 they started talking about that, the it, the start of the PS3 lifecycle was not good, um, but they were able, able to trend up and eventually surpass the 360 as far as con overall consoles sold. Um, and plus, though, and I don't even think really what I, saved them was their first party lineup. Yep. Games like Last of Us, which literally defined a generation. Yep. You know. And it, well, I think with the Wii U coming off of that, 
I remember like when I heard the Switch, I wasn't excited a new about a new Nintendo console. I was nervous. I was like, uh, I'm real I really want to play some Nintendo games, but I saw what happened with the Wii U and I'm not gonna get burned again. Mean meanwhile, I'm over here like, I own the Wii U. I like it. Give me another. <laughs> not necessarily the Wii U itself, but give me another console. Yeah. And it I think I I think one of the big things talking about Nintendo's identity crisis that it, it really boils down to in my opinion is the one thing I think we sometimes tend to forget, especially there are so many players in the game now, is that Nintendo is not a tech company. Nintendo is a toy company. They're a toy company that originally made playing cards in the 1800s. Yes, the, that. the late 1800s. For people who don't know, Nintendo is a very old country uh, company. I think 1896 is its original, um, when it was founded. They made playing cards, like paper playing cards, and they. I think Nintendo has already always focused on being September twenty third, eighteen eighty nine. Eighteen eighty nine. Okay, Ooh, that was earlier than I thought. Um, they, they. I think at the heart of Nintendo, they always view themselves as a <clears throat> toy company, and I guess we're at the point now where gaming consoles are toys. Sure, I'll take it, uh, but I think. That, that Reset Era article, they had some good points, in my opinion, as far as you are, like, we're comparing their cloud save service. Yeah, we got like, man, why can't you give cloud saves to um, Pokemon, Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu or Splatoon 2, and mm -hmm. they, but you're looking at places like Xbox, literally anything in cloud save, Sony and Microsoft, literally anything in cloud save. But these companies originally are tech companies. They're all, they're always on the cutting edge of tech well, in the industry. Hang on, let's see. Sony, they manufactured televisions, they manufactured computers, they were all over audio recording equipment, audio playback equipment. Cameras, digital Did, cameras. Wasn't it the Sony Walkman? The Sony Walkman, yep. One of the first handheld uh, things where you could take music with you. So... Yeah, I mean, they, they've been around for a while on the hardware scene and in just the tech scene in general. Yeah, and I think that this... So I, I think I think to, to a point he has a has some validity as far as, like, the tech scene. Because I get it. He, he makes a point, like, if he wants to do this, the same cloud-safe tech as everybody else, he's got to get that licensed. I'm sure Nintendo doesn't want to do that. Now, this being said, let's not kid ourselves. Nintendo has the money to do whatever they want. They have billions in the bank. Will's gonna, Will, he's looking it up right now. I'm, I'm pretty sure they have hundreds of billions. They're like at levels of Apple, at levels of money in the bank right now. So if they wanted to, which I'm sure they do, they could take whatever money they needed to pay for what they're doing. But I think... Oh, that's it? They only have $4.36 in cash. Wow. $4.36 oh, now, to be fair, that's $4 billion with a B. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a small amount of money, but I thought they would have had more. Well, I think their their valuation, probably other assets, it's much more, but I know they have a much larger number. Oh, no, that. that's cash on hand. Yeah, cash, $4 billion on hand. Like, well, let me quit for the $4 million for some money or whatnot. And, but when you are looking at their system and you look at some of the... Like, yeah, they could spend more money on these games to, like, get these better services. But the question I would ask you, like, is that part of Nintendo's mantra? 
like do we like i think um a lot of people in chat talked about it like i think it was tai chi that mentioned about their innovation do they really need to be that especially like now nintendo is succeeding not because they they have a bigger stick than everybody else but because they are innovating and they're trying to look at games a lot differently, the Nintendo Switch is a game changer. I don't care who you who you are. The fact that you can take your game on the go and you can dock it and you're getting the 1080p quality, high quality games, huh. great gameplay, a lot of exclusives, uh, third parties, indies, and AAA studios are flocking to the system. Like, that's telling you something. And Nintendo, I think, is one of the... I think, honestly, not one of the few. I think Nintendo is the only gaming company willing to take risks and chances. See Wii U, um, and, and and make jumps on that to try and change the. I say change the industry, but like push the industry forward. So interesting thing here. Uh, just looking into it because. I got curious about the four billion on hand. Mm -hmm. um, so they're number eleven on Forbes top regarded companies of twenty eighteen. Wow, so they're number two for best employer for new grads. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, um, and they're worth fifty nine point eight billion right now on market cap. Yep, that's okay. That's so right. that that sounds a bit better than four billion cash on hand. So they're worth about sixty billion, and they got four billion on hand. Yeah, they're uh, doing okay. That's they got, some money. They got the money. They got money. They don't have a problem. But I think that it's just their identity crisis comes in where they, I think, can they be have that mentality of being a toy company? Yes. And I, but I think that where the identity crisis maybe comes into play is that they want to try and stay semi-competitive with their counterparts as far as technology goes, but they don't want to, I feel like they're not fully committing. As far as like with their game saves and their some of the features they at they set up for not necessarily hardware wise but software wise some of the additional add ons like the Microsoft and the nothing like it doesn't have to be games with gold or uh, games pass levels of um, services but mm -hmm. uh, Nintendo services have always lacked I, I like I'm curious when we come back next week how we're gonna feel about Nintendo's online service. How robust is it going to be? Like, and I, I don't, and I said that because I don't, I don't expect it to be like mind blowing, like Xbox, right? But I don't expect it to be some. I, I don't expect a rehashing of the great PlayStation Network debacle of two thousand eight. Oh God, that debacle was horrible. Or, yeah, with two, I don't know. You, you know what I'm talking about? Well, no, they got hacked. That's why it got taken down so bad. Yeah, but I, I, I think that it should be a competent network i should not have many issues and like that story was right They're, they don't have as much infrastructure but i think that in 2018 and the money they have they should have enough money to pay for somebody to have that infrastructure in place yeah i, I mean hmm. and, and, and uh, that, i don't know that that's my point that's my thought on it. i think that nintendo some of the weird decisions, I think Nintendo needs to definitely figure out what they're wanting to do in the tech and the services industry and move forward and have one unified message to tell everybody that. I think, do I think that consumers maybe should give Nintendo a little bit of slack? Yeah. If you imagine, again, remember, they are a toy company. They treat themselves as a toy company. 
maybe not. And they focus on kids first on that one. You know, you and I are not their direct focus. Exactly. Maybe not give them such a hard time on their network infrastructure and their um, services and stuff like that. But that being said, let's not kid ourselves. We, as gamers that grew up, love Nintendo games. And we, we're one of the main throughputs for buying those games so we can introduce them to our kids or our loved ones or anything like that. And so when we're playing those consoles, we do want... It doesn't have to be world-breaking, but competent services that complement the system. And like, there are sometimes I don't know the NES classics. Like, people were throwing money at. I ended up getting two of them at MSRP. They they were people were throwing money at Nintendo to get this mini console to get these games. Well, they're and back they, in stock though. They are now, but at yeah. the time they said we're not going to make any more. Like, people are, like, as a company, what do you do when people are banging on your door, like, please take my 70 bucks, and you're like, no, no, we're fine, we're okay. <laughs> Look, I, I'm going to be real. I don't think that they thought that they were going to take off as well as they did. <laughs> Let's just be real here. I don't I don't think so either. I, 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 I agree with you. I don't think so either. Um, oh, man, that, that was still insane. It's mind-boggling. Makes me want to get a Raspberry Pi. Oh, Raspberry Pi. <laughs> um, but I just, I don't, Nintendo makes some questionable decisions and maybe it is one of the points you made. Maybe it is because Nintendo's kind of transitioning through the old guard. You imagine Nintendo's, especially in the gaming space, Nintendo's been around since the 80s. Yeah. And they, a lot of those guys that were in the 80s, we're looking 30, almost 40 years later. Well, I think that's... <sighs> And, and, you know, like you said, the mind share and the mind thought on gaming in the 1980s was way different than we are, than where we are now in 2018. Oh, yeah. And so maybe some of those older guys aren't really realizing that the landscape has changed and they need new blood to come in and know what this consumer base nowadays wants out of their gaming life. Well, and the cool thing with this is they now have a young guy at the helm instead of someone who's, you know, getting up to 80. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. I mean, Kirishima-san was around as still an advisor and whatnot, so he's not gone permanently. But now we've got Shintaro Furukawa, and he's taken over as president of Nintendo. So, wait, how old is he? Let's see. He joined Nintendo in 1994, though. He's been with the company for a while. And I think that's... But he's still a lot younger than someone in their, like, <laughs> 80s. <laughs> and I think that's one of Nintendo's, like, as far as their identity crisis is concerned, I think that's one of their big... Like hindrances is the fact. I think they have a very hard time changing with the times. Well, a they had, except for uh, not, not Miyamoto. Iwata. Yeah, Iwata-san. I mm. think he was the big force of change mm. on there. And when they lost him, it was it definitely you could see like uh, uh, grab him, go. <laughs> let's let's do this. Let's go. Move forward. Let's let's make it happen. But I don't know, man. I, I hope that they, under the younger guy's helm, I hope that he is at least looking forward enough to realize that they do have to get better at certain things if they want to stay around for another couple hundred years. No more of this, like, um, stock scarcity, false scarcity, whatever we called it, with the Wii. Um, none of this, like, look, I mean, people love Nintendo. And we, like, even if it's something where it's like, we can only make this much for right now because of manufacturing issues. People get that nowadays. But, yeah, come out and explain it. 
Like, look, go out there and be like, look, man, we because of the whole issue going on at Foxconn and surprise Foxconn makes more than just your iPhone. They make playstations, Xboxes, all kinds of stuff, guys. Um, and they're one of the big electronics manufacturers in China. They made the DS. They made the Wii. Um, so as far as assembling and all of that, if Foxconn can't deal with the throughput because they already promised this many production lines to Apple and Apple's coming up with a big fat stack of cash saying we need this many now. Guess who they're going to service first? I, I mean, I mean, let's just be real. If they have a bi several business partners and someone shows up with a checkbook that has literally no limit saying we need to produce this many devices by this time, they're going to prioritize them. Yeah. That's business. And I'm sorry, but if they're able to get a couple extra zeros out of it because of that, that's how it works. So if someone were to sit down with me and say, hey, man, we know you really want this new Nintendo. You weren't able to get one. I'm sorry. We will make more. We can't get the production capacity right now. We're working on it. Yep. People, it's okay. Generally, people understand that. And, you know, you, you're going to have your outliers every once in a while. Like, oh, what do you mean? I want it now. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> tai Chi in the um, Twitch comment says, uh, they got Blizzard to make Diablo 3 for the Switch. And you know it's going to sell like an STD here. I'm pretty sure they are headed in the right direction. And I think they are. I think... As much as they are headed in the right direction with the Nintendo Switch, I th I think there are still missteps that they're doing that it's like, it feels like two steps forward, one step back. The um, the cloud saves issue. Like, I, I, I guess I understand, but I still think there's a way to make it happen. And especially for what's arguably going to be one of your most popular games this holiday season, to not have cloud saves for Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. To be fair, though, it's just a yellow remake. But it's Pokemon. I you know these kids eat Pokemon up like rare candy, man. <laughs> Come on. Look, I know you're going to throw that Master Ball, but at the same time, like, calm down. It's okay. It's not going to be that big of a deal. It, let's be real. If a kid loses their game save, they're going to be sad for like a couple days, and then they're going to start playing it again. I'm not. I'm not concerned about the kids. I'm concerned about the adults that are going to see. I'm thinking about that. Like um, just some of their services thing. The whole Nintendo Switch Online, mm -hmm. being on a phone. I, I get it. I I would want to understand why it has to be on the phone. Why can't it be on the console? Sure, if there's. If they're, again, under, seek to understand, if there's a, if it's going to be like, oh, we don't have the hardware requirements, the system isn't powerful enough to run your game in your VoIP system because of this reason, okay, I get it. I mean, you got to remember, it's also on a Tegra. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's a VoIP. It's, it's a voice over IP. Right, but you also got to, like, look at it, like, it's an NVIDIA Tegra. How much RAM does that thing have, and how much RAM are they having to peg for some of these games. No, I, yeah, no, no, I, I follow on that. I'm sure there's more reasoning behind it, but I just wish we knew. And just some of the some of the weird decisions they make, and it, it, there could be a lot of other reasons for it. It could be because it's a Japanese company and we don't understand it because we're Americans. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at it. I'm like, well, well, let's see, because I know how much RAM I need for my stuff to work if I'm streaming off the same machine I'm gaming on. So uh, I don't know. There's there's a lot of different ways it can go but i i just i wish nintendo would be more consistent but they are um like you guys are saying in chat they are trending very much in the right direction the, the switch has been this huge success for them it may be more successful than the wii 
Uh, we'll see, but if they're selling at a pace that's faster than the PlayStation 4, and the PlayStation 4 so far is one of the fastest-selling consoles of all time, yeah. they're doing all right. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. Maybe, maybe they don't care. <laughs> like, look. It prints you're buying, money. <laughs> you're, it prints money. You're buying our system. Why should we care? That's a good point. Um, what do you guys think? Let us know if you're uh, watching via Twitch or if you're listening via audio services. What do you think about Nintendo's identity crisis? Do you think that they are they need to be a little bit more consistent with their messages and things like that. Do you think maybe they need to spend more money to make more stuff happen that kind of flows with um, traditional and kind of gaming nowadays as far as cloud saves and um, services and other things like that? Let us know. Uh, throw us those comments. We'd really appreciate your guys' input and let you uh, kind of hear what you guys think. Oh, man. That's it. Is it? That's it. That's Drumroll, guys. A little bit of an extended episode of the Rocket Punch cast, but I think well worth um, having a little bit of chatting to talk about, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us here. Uh, we really appreciate you guys kind of tuning in each and every week, kind of listening to us here as we goof off, talk about video games here for you guys. We really appreciate your continued support. Uh, remember, make sure you are subscribed to us on your podcast service of choice. Uh, make sure you are following us here at twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive. So, you know, when we start our streams each and every day, uh, make sure you head over to rocketpunchgo.com, your one-stop shop for everything, all of our podcasts, videos, Twitch streams, and more that we do here at Rocket Punch. Make sure if you want to help support the show, you can throw your free Twitch Prime sub up to us here over at Twitch, or you can even head over to patreon.com slash rocketpunch, help support the show, uh, donate some money there. You get some cool stuff in the process also over on our Patreon page. Other than that, guys, that's it for this evening and for episode 116 of the Rocket Punch Cast. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Will, any last words for everybody? Don't be a jerk. Don't shoot at people. Play games and have fun. Couldn't have said it better myself, guys. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>